communion, I think we've heard a good testifying this morning to all the blessings that God has given to us and shown us and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So this morning we're in Romans 5. We're in verse 12 through 19. And the header of my Bible says, Death in Adam, life in Christ. It says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose, whose sinning was not like the transgressions of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like trespassing. For if many die through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one Christ Jesus abound for many. And the free gift is not like the results of that one man's sin, for the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if because one man's trespass, death reigned through one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. We call on the name of Yahweh. We ask you to open our hearts to receive your word today with clarity and understanding and guidance of the Holy Spirit. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen Son, Christ Jesus. Amen. As I said earlier, I sat down this morning at 8 o'clock and God said, throw your sermon away. I was like, oh, okay. He said, just start typing as fast as you can. That's exactly what I did. And I get excited when God does that. And let me tell you, when I finished, and some of the times in between, I had to keep myself sitting in the chair typing because I wanted to jump up, start shouting and praising. And, and part of me just wanted to turn gospel music on and just go Methacostal. Just start shouting, yes, Lord, yes. I was stomping my foot. I was slapping my hands. I'm like, yes, God, speak. I want to hear it all. So let's dive in. In this scripture, Paul makes a contrast between Adam and Christ. And his question is, how can one person bring salvation to the whole world? You see, Paul shows that in God's way of doing things, one person can indeed be that effective. Therefore, he begins in verse 12. And he follows it with a comparison. Just as such and such and such and such. But he doesn't finish it until verse 18. He first has to tell us how he reached his conclusion. 
So verse 12, he introduces to us uh, what he's saying is, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people, because all sinned. He's going to, to say that just as sin entered the world through one person, salvation in God's timing came to the world through one man. And just as Adam brought death and all of those that followed him, death through Christ and all that follow him, there's life. Now Genesis 2.17 is very clear. It tells us death is the consequences of sin. But let's really look deeper into this. The human quest for peace is never ending. Ever since Cain lifted his hand against his brother Abel in Genesis 4, peace has basically been nothing but a fleeting idea. There's no reason for it because it's not that people do not want peace. It's just that they... We want it on our terms. Those terms of ours conflict with the terms of others as they want their peace. Take, for example, there was a radical Muslim leader in the 1960s. He said, be powerful, be peaceful, be courteous, obey the law, respect everyone, but if someone puts his hand on you, you send him to the cemetery. That leader that wanted peace so bad, but knew conflict with others, was Malcolm X. Men have had valiant efforts at peace throughout the years. Some have had great success. Some have not. Look at Jimmy Carter. He hammered out the Camp David Accord between the Egyptian president and the Israel prime minister in 1978. He stepped in to be the voice of peace. Now this accord was to help resolve differences between the descendants of Ishmael and the descendants of Isaac. In today's passage, we're looking at how the peace of God was lost. This passage is really a study of comparison, if you will. The peace of God... For all of the human race was lost when the first man, Adam, lost his relationship with God through disobedience. This is the same way we lose our peace, through disobedience. In verse 12, the key part of this verse is really the whole section. It says, especially the part of the phrase, it says, because all sinned. Paul seems to anticipate that centuries later there would still be dialogues and debates and disagreements that would take place over his words because all sinned. Paul clearly says that sin entered the world through one man. Death came through sin. That's very clear in Genesis. But Paul's whole argument in this section is based on the relationship that Adam had since he was the head. He was the beginning of of the human race. He sinned and God saw in Adam the whole human race was guilty. It's the second Adam. It's Jesus. The head of the new spiritual race. Jesus did not sin. God saw in Christ's innocence all who unite themselves 
to him by faith are likewise innocent. Our being declared guilty in Adam is, is no more of a basis of our own sin than being declared innocent because of Christ. If we're to look at our own actions. I've heard many people say, well, I didn't sin. I didn't do what Adam did. Why should I be considered guilty? And the flip side of that is, okay, you didn't go to the cross either. But you sure like that innocence in front of God, don't you? Whether from Adam to Moses or from Moses to now, Paul is saying the whole human race lost its peace because it was not in a relationship with God. But thankful we're not left there. We're not left in that state of being. Our peace with God has been won back for us through Christ. We didn't do it. Christ did it. And Paul gives this example beginning in the verse 15 and goes through actually verse 21. Peace with God was recovered the same way it was lost. The act of one man. Jesus appeared as the second Adam to gain through the obedience of what the first Adam lost through disobedience. As Paul contrasts the, the reign of death and the reign of life, Adam's kingdom of, of life was very short. Whatever amount of time he spent in the Garden of Eden prior to sinning was the extent of his kingdom of life. After he sinned, death reigned over the world and all of his descendants. Adam died. Seth died. Um, Canaan died. Jared died. Methuselah died. Noah died. Quite a legacy. One need. All we need, one need, is to fast forward thousands of years and we can insert our own names because we have all been disobedient. But the new reign, the reign of the one who comes, the reign that John 14, 6 reminds us of when Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus has come through his obedience to God. In verse 18 and 19, it talks about the one trespass of Adam is contrasted, contrasted with the one act of righteousness of Christ. So in an orthodox view of Romans 5 is... All are lost except those who intentionally accept Christ as their Savior and Lord. This doesn't mean that we're saved by sitting in a pew. This doesn't mean that we're saved by putting a little tithe in the basket. We have to live our whole lives by the example of Christ. In times of peace, in times of conflict, in times of truth, in times of accusations, in all times, we must live in the obedience of Christ. One of my favorite songs, and, and uh, I, have, I don't even know how many times I've heard it over the last couple of days. And I tried posting a link on Facebook, and it kept blocking it. So I started praying, not today, Satan. We're going to say this. Somebody else needs to hear this. And yesterday, I was able to post it without it being blocked. It's like, thank you, Jesus. But this song is from Jason Crabb. And it's titled, Through the Fire. And I want to read these lyrics to you. And I just want you to listen to it. Because I think every single one of us can relate. 
It says, so many times I've questioned certain circumstances, things I could not understand. Many times in trials and weakness, they blur my vision. Then my frustration gets so out of hand. It's then that I'm reminded I've never been forsaken. I have never had to stand in a test alone. As I look at all the victories the Spirit raises up in me, and it's through the fire my weakness was made strong. He never promised that the cross would not be heavy or that the hill would not be hard to climb. He never offered victories without a fight. Think about it. He even told them, that's your land. Go in there and fight and take it. But he said help would always come in time. Just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the enemy is saying, give up. Just hold on. Our Lord will show up and he will take us through the fire again. I know within myself that I will surely perish. But if I trust the hand of God, he will shield me from the flames again. Let's pray. Dear gracious Lord, Yahweh, we confess our hearts. We fall short in life every single day. We fall short because there's sin. We're frustrated. We don't understand. And we end up being right where the enemy wants us when he's whispering, just give up. You can't do it. Lord, we ask you to shine your light into all the darkness of our lives. God, when the enemy is trying to stand between us and you, may we focus on your hand that's going to guide us through the fire. Help us confess our hearts. Help us make amends. Help us right our wrongs and our trespasses against us. God, help us to walk on this narrow path that leads only to you. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen Son. Amen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>